All right. We're three weeks into the regular season, and we now know a lot more about players than we did going into the season. But how do we use that information to our advantage? What's helpful? What's not? I'm going to teach you today. My name is Evan Ronda, and I'm the host of the Big Game Theory podcast, one of the many podcasts that are part of the IDP show feed. Let's jump right into today's episode. So before we get started, let me start off with a quick disclaimer. Predictions in fantasy football are not, and I repeat, are not about being right. They are about being more right than everyone else. It is okay to be wrong sometimes, because it is impossible to be right every time. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Our goal is to be the best that we can be with the information that we have. Perfection is impossible. Don't aim for it. Aim to be the best that you can be. The NFL has a very short season. There are only 17 games, so we aren't going to get a large enough sample size to make super confident decisions about anyone. In fantasy, the edge goes to the manager that can make the best decisions given the information that they have so far. Because we're only three weeks into the season, we are still acting on very limited information. And because football is such a high-variance sport, Only some of that information is important or predictive. A lot of what we see in the first three weeks is luck, but not all of it. What information should you be looking at, and what information is predictive? I'm going to tell you which stats to look for, so you can make the most optimal decisions when managing your lineup this season. So, which players should you be holding out hope for, And which players should you be leaving behind? You need to have a good understanding of how to judge production so you can manage your expectations for future production. I'm going to touch on some subjects I've previously talked about, like upside and risk, and incorporate those topics into today's episode. First, let's talk about which statistics are predictive. I've mentioned this on the show before, but now that we're three weeks into the season, hopefully it will be a little easier for you to digest exactly what to look for. First, I'll start off on the offensive side of the football. With wide receivers, we're still looking at targets, because that is the foundation for some of the most predictive statistics. However, we aren't strictly looking at just targets. We're also looking at target share. Target share is the percentage of a team's targets that are funneled to a specific player. It's not totally predictive because it's also largely dependent upon who is covering each player on the defensive side of the football and who gets open on a route-per-route basis. That being said, we do have a general understanding of how most of the offenses look in the NFL and how well they're functioning. We know which offenses plan to be pass-heavy, which offenses look to be run-heavy, and which offenses look to be straight-up garbage. Now, it's not smart to expect this to be the exact same for the entire season, 
but it is still more valuable information than no information at all. So we can use our target share number and combine that with how pass-heavy we expect offenses to be, determining how reliable wide receivers will be. This is more helpful than just trying to think about how highly we drafted a player to determine if we should start them or not. For running backs, we're looking for players that have a large rushing volume and are also involved in the passing game. This should not be news for anyone. I would hope at this point you're still attempting to compete in your leagues and add players off the waiver wire, because I promise you, there will still be more relevant running backs that nobody is rostering right now, so stay on top of that. Tight ends. I'm not going to touch them. I said it before, and I'll say it again, that position is disgusting. So just aim for easy defensive matchups, and then go spend your time on something else. On a week-by-week or game-by-game basis, it's also important to understand which defense your team is playing against. As we get farther into the season, the sample size of games grows, and our understanding of how good defenses are is also greater. Two weeks into the season, the best passing defense will probably not be the same team as halfway through the season. But as our understanding grows, so should your process. I'm going to take a quick second to explain game script. Game script can be broken down into three different categories. Positive game script, neutral game script, and negative game script. Positive game script describes the offensive plays a team makes when they are in the lead. Neutral game script is when they have a score relatively close to their opponents. Negative game script is when a team is losing by a significant margin. A team's game script can be somewhat predictive in determining whether a team will be passing or running the football. If a team is in a positive game script, they are more likely to run the football than they typically would. The opposite can be said for negative game script. They will likely throw the ball at a higher than usual rate. You can use your understanding of a team's matchup to make an educated guess on what the game script of a specific game will be. Once you have a general idea of how a game might play out, you can prognosticate the offensive opportunities to go to players of the position that that specific game script favors. For the defensive side of the football, and I mentioned this before, and I will say it again, look for snap percentage. Players that play the greatest percentage of their team's defensive snaps are the players that are most likely to see production. If you thought offensive players were unpredictable, defensive players are even more unpredictable. Just because a player has a bad game does not necessarily mean that they are not a good asset. You should instead look at their snap share to determine whether or not they're worthy of rostering. Quick side note. There are a lot of great resources to find snap shares and other helpful player statistics, and my personal favorite is PFF. However, you can also follow some really great accounts on Twitter. For IDP, my favorites are, but are not limited to, at AdamIDP, at PFF underscore Macri, at Tom Kisslingberry, 
at Mike underscore Wollert, and tons more. For those guys and others that I didn't mention, go check out my Twitter, at BGTEvan. I do my best to share their content on my Twitter page, so if you're looking for good follows for in-season IDP stats, you can start there. Okay, so once you understand how many snaps a given player receives, your next goal is to look at where those snaps were located on the field. This is specifically important for safeties. Defensive linemen will play on the defensive line, and rarely move off the line. Linebackers can be all over the field, but that varies highly on a game-by-game basis. Safeties are the players whose snap location can be the most important to look at. You want safeties that are playing closer to the line of scrimmage, and if you can find out which percentage of those snaps are closest to the line of scrimmage, you can have a greater chance of finding fantasy production than if you don't use this method. As we get farther into the season, we also have a greater understanding of what to expect from some cornerbacks in some matchups. If you're in a cornerback-required league, I would once again recommend Johnny the Greek, who's at OrangeMan3142, and his cornerback streaming article. Oof. That was a lot. I've got one last bit of info for you. The most important thing I can tell you today, right now, on this episode, is to continue to be active in your league. I could care less how you started the season. If there is a mathematical pathway for you to make the playoffs, you should be giving it your all every week. Heck, even if you are eliminated, you should continue to play so you'll be more prepared for next season. If you're a competitive person who wants to win, don't let a big deficit keep you from earning a championship this year. It is a purely psychological block, and if you needed somebody to give you the encouragement to keep trying, here it is. You can do it. You have the resources, you have the time, and you have the skills. Go out there and get them. Thanks for listening today. I covered a lot. So if you're a bit overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, shoot me a message and I'll guide you to a resource. Consider my Twitter page a Wikipedia. Most of the info there is from other, much more reliable sources, and I can point you to them. Find me on Twitter at BGTEvan and on Instagram at BigGameTheory if you feel like staring at my face while I record the podcast. Don't forget to set your waiver claims, offer a few trades, and drink some water. Good luck this week. I'll talk to you on the next episode. But until then, peace out.